in uh, the New Testament, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starts in verse 6, it says this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And if you do, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. See now, it's only our band that can make even talking about money seem like a cool thing. Well, um, today we are beginning a new message series that will officially launch us into a capital campaign that I believe will change our church forever. While the purpose of the campaign is to raise the necessary dollars that are required to make a meaningful impact on the ministry here at Westridge, we really believe that this campaign will have even a greater spiritual impact on you personally, as well as the spiritual life of this church. And so we've chosen to give the name of this campaign Believe, because that's what something like this takes, a lot of belief. And so for the next four weeks, we're going to take you on a journey. And it's going to be a journey through prayer and faith, a journey of sacrifice and generosity. And most of all, we believe a journey into life change. And for that reason, we're asking for you to really try and attend all four services uh, because we believe it's critical to the life of this church. Now, For those of you who are visiting with us today, for those of you who have just been kind of sticking your toe in the water here at Westridge, no, this is not confirming all of your suspicions that all the church wants is your money. Let me just say up front, if you're visiting with us and you're kind of just checking Westridge out, we have no expectations about you participating in this campaign. However, I would encourage you that if you're kind of trying to figure this God thing out, if you're trying to figure out whether Westridge is the right church for you or not, this is a great opportunity over the next few weeks to look at what does the Bible teach about giving and money so that you can go into this God thing eyes wide open and know what he expects of us and what that means for us uh, in a giving kind of standpoint. But I also think it will help you to see the authenticity of this church and the transparency of everything that we do and the beautiful and generous hearts of people who go to church here who were right where you are right now, not too long ago, who are now coming to Westridge and because of their time here at Westridge, they've experienced life change Uh, They've experienced growth in their lives spiritually, and so they will participate in this campaign because of what God has done for them, not because of anything else. So today it is my job to introduce you to the vision of this campaign in a very, very practical way of what we are embarking on as a church. But I think the way that I want to begin is 
by telling you maybe what this campaign is not first. So this campaign is not a kind of a bait and switch thing where we're going to do some precursor to doing some building campaign. Usually you think of a capital campaign, you think about building buildings and whatnot. And I can just tell you there's no hidden agenda here. Um, We've said it many times, we at Westridge, we have no dreams or aspirations of becoming a megachurch or building bigger buildings and all of that. That's not on our agenda, and I'm not saying that we never will. I'm just saying that if we do, it'll be out of necessity and not out of some pastor's ego. Uh, I also want to say that this campaign is not going to be some high-pressure infomercial-like pitch to manipulate you into giving. However, if you decide to participate in this campaign, and you act now, and you are one of the first 100 people to make a commitment to the campaign, you will not be receiving your very own limited edition Bobblehead Jesus doll. Isn't that sad? I can't even look at that thing. But wait, there's more. This campaign is also not some ploy just to get your money. What you may not know about Westridge is that we really are a volunteer-driven church with very few paid staff, so nobody is profiting off of your Offerings, and there is certainly no overpaid pastor driving around in some Bentley out there. As on LA Preachers, have you seen that thing? That just makes me sick to my stomach, that show. Well, uh, I, I just want to say that, that nobody is profiting from the offerings. And for example, I am the founding pastor. I'm responsible for this mess that we have found ourselves in here. And um, everything that I do is on a volunteer basis at Westridge. I don't take a dime for anything that I do here at the church. Instead, to the contrary, I give. And uh, I give on a regular basis. My wife and I have made a commitment to this church, and we uh, tithe here, and we give here in a significant way because we really believe in this place. We really believe it's like no place that we've ever experienced. So if you know Westridge at all, you know we don't ask for money around here. Um, You know, I was doing the math in my head, and it was... 2004, since we've done the last capital campaign, which was nine years ago or whatever it is, uh, and that was for this building. And then last year, I think we took up a birthday offering, but besides that, I don't think in our 16-year history we've ever asked for money other than that. And it's because we have an incredible volunteer finance team who keep the expenses here down, keep the church in the black, so that we can keep giving where it should be, between you and God. I don't see any difference between giving and reading our Bible, or giving and prayer. And so if I'm not going to beat you up and guilt you about reading your Bible or praying, I'm not going to guilt you or beat you up about giving, because it is one of the spiritual disciplines That is part of what we do in the Christian faith, albeit one of the most difficult aspects of the Christian faith, because it causes us to give up something that we love. Giving is something that we do, 
Because there is something that is going on on the inside, inside our heart, that actually makes us want to give. It's amazing how when we enter into a relationship with Jesus, everything changes. What this campaign is then is both personal and communal. On the personal side, this will be a time, I think, that I hope that we all take an opportunity to kind of come face to face with our own beliefs about money and giving. It's a time when we can have a serious conversation and consideration of what the Bible teaches about it and how it impacts our lives. And so it's an opportunity for us to ask ourselves tough questions like, what is my attitude toward giving? Do I have a good attitude? Do I have a generous attitude? Do I have a resentful attitude about this whole giving thing? Am I giving in such a way that it's meaningful for me and my family? Do I believe God is asking me to challenge myself on a financial level? And do I really get the importance of the correlation between my giving and my faith? We can't ignore the fact that the Bible talks about money more than anything else. And I think it's because we hold on to this stuff so tight that we have a love for it that replaces our love for God. And so the Bible addresses that, and we can ask ourselves to have an honest assessment of where we're at on the whole money thing. So what this campaign, I think, will be is an opportunity for us to understand kind of where we're at and to challenge our faith to do something, to risk something, to sacrifice something, so that at the end of this campaign... There will be no question that we will have grown spiritually as a result of taking part of this thing. We're also doing a prayer event um, on Saturday and Sunday of this week, a 24-hour prayer event. And if you're like me, you don't carve out enough time for prayer in your life. And most of us are kind of throwing up little prayers here and there while we're driving down the road or commuting to work or whatever. We think of something and we say a little prayer but to really carve out some quality time for prayer. And so as part of this campaign, we're doing a 24-hour prayer event where we're asking people to take an hour in the chapel over a 24-hour period to pray. I promise you that if you do that, you will have no regrets that you did that. So there is a sign-up sheet and guest services. You can take an hour, pray. I think the 1 a.m. slot is still open. If I, yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's something that I think is a great opportunity to take a risk and to also challenge you in your faith as part of this campaign. So then there's the practical side, right? There's this communal side where we have this opportunity to change our church, I believe, forever. If you love Westridge, this is your chance to make a difference and to invest in our future. So let me begin to lay out for you what we're doing here and why. If you don't know the story about how we ended up in this building, you should really ask one of the leaders that you run into because it is the most amazing story. And I was part of it, but I still stand in awe of it. And it was one of the most miraculous things I have ever witnessed in my life, especially as a business person. Um, I've I've never seen anything like it. So suffice it to say that we really believe that God's hand has been in this thing all along the way. However, 
It was within a year of opening this building that our country experienced the greatest economic collapse, the likes of which we've never seen before, and I hope we never see again. And it had a direct impact on us as a church because we had a lot of people in our congregation who lost their jobs. There were a lot of people who lost their homes. And we as a church, like many of you, were stuck in an above-market mortgage with a really high interest rate that we couldn't get out of. And so by the end of 2009, we were facing a $250,000 deficit as a congregation, which is big for us. I couldn't be more proud of how our church responded, because if you were here at the end of 2009, you didn't hear anybody begging you for money. You didn't hear anybody standing up here ringing the bell saying, hey, we're like in trouble here. You need to give more. We continued to stay faithful in the teachings of the Bible and the reasons why we give. And so we had our finance team tighten our belt. We cut expenses and we moved philosophically into becoming a volunteer driven church led by a group of volunteers who are making an incredible difference even today. And I was just so proud of the way we responded to that kind of crisis that we were able to not compromise our teaching of what the Bible teaches about giving. However, we still have an above-market mortgage that has made it ultimately impossible for us to pay down any of our debt. And it has also prevented us from doing any ministry expansion over the last five years. It's had a stranglehold on us financially. But today is the day that I'm very excited about because all of that begins to change. Today is the day we can begin to make a difference. We believe that, once again, God's hand is in this thing. Because we have seen incredible things happen. It's like the stars, the sun, and the moon all aligning that for the first time, Westridge finally has a bank that is interested in refinancing our debt. And we have the word of a local bank that if we go through this capital campaign successfully, that we will be able to refinance our church with a market rate loan with a very low interest rate. So to get down to the brass tacks, to the bottom line, our goal is to raise $750,000 over a three-year period that will go toward restructuring our debt and to do a few necessary things that are way overdue around the church here. The bank is also requiring us to come to closing with more than $100,000 of cash. And so it'll be important for us, for those of us who can, to contribute up front because every dollar that we give directly reduces dollar for dollar our debt moving forward and saves the church exponentially more money. And so on December 8th, we're going to have what we call First in Sunday, where we'll make our first contributions toward our commitments for the capital campaign. But by raising this money, it will allow us to restructure our debt and with a create a low interest rate mortgage that will save Westridge literally millions of dollars uh, we estimate it to be between two and a half and three and a half million dollars in finance charges. 
It'll free up over $100,000 a year in cash flow and reduce payments that'll go toward very important ministry expansion that we haven't been able to do in the last five years. And it'll allow the church to pay down more than a million dollars of our debt, that, something we haven't been able to do. We haven't even been able to pay a dollar down in our debt over the last five years. And so it'll be an incredible time. To the extent that we're able to receive more than we need, the additional commitments will allow us to do some work that we've been needing to do, like expand our west parking lot, which has become a little bit of a gravel pit, uh, expand some of our auditorium seating up in the mez, and then, near and dear to a lot of our hearts, create a solution to our traffic problem for all of those who stand in line in your car for a half hour trying to turn left onto Route 20. So I wish that I had the time to go through all the ins and outs of everything that we've seen happen, but there is no question in our mind that this is God's plan and God's timing, and he has set everything up and made every piece of the puzzle fall miraculously into place to the point that when you look at it, you can't help but say, that's God. There's no other way that happens. I think when you look at our 16-year history and you see how involved God has been in our little church to make miraculous things happen, and I'm talking about miraculous things, you can't help but be inspired about it and want to be part of it. And so over the next several weeks, we're asking those of you who call Westridge your church home to prayerfully consider financially contributing a sum of money that is above and beyond your regular giving over the next three years. Now, I say above and beyond because it's important for us to know that the everyday ministry of the church has to continue to function. And so if we are making commitments that take away from our weekly giving, then that doesn't do us any good. That doesn't solve any of the problems. So it's, a, it's an amount that has to be above and beyond what we normally gift. And we want to gift a, an amount that is above what we normally give. And while we need some people to commit $50,000 and some people to commit three and some people to commit 10 or 20, it is not how big your gift is. It's how generous it is. It's not about equal giving, right? It's not about keeping up with the Joneses or having some big contest to see who can give the most. That's not what this is about. We understand that everybody's financial situation is different, and therefore the size of everybody's, everybody's gift is going to be different. So my gift will be different than your gift. It'll be different than your gift or your gift. Everybody's gift will be different. The goal is this that we all consider a gift that is meaningful to you based on your economic situation that you would consider to be sacrificial to the point that you feel it. But whatever it is that you decide to give, I want to be clear about one thing. This needs to come from your heart. This gift needs to come as a result of your thankfulness for what God has done in your life not from a place of resentment. I don't know of any other passage that really sums it up better than that 2 Corinthians passage that I read earlier, but let me read it, and I put a few of these things in my own words, and it says this in in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Remember this, 
Whoever gives not very much will also get not very much in return. Whoever gives generously will also receive generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or out of guilt, for God loves a cheerful giver. If you give generously, you will be enriched in every area of your life so that you can be generous on every occasion, and your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. In the biblical language that the Bible was written in, which was the Greek language, the word for cheerful word says that God loves a cheerful giver. The root word for that is actually hilaros, which is where we get our word hilarious from. So we can interpret that to say that God loves you giving in a way that is hilarious because it's a little absurd, isn't it? That we work so hard to accumulate our money. We work so hard to get and to save and to build retirement and then to give it away? That's like absurd. It is like hilarious that I would throw money into an offering. But when somebody can give cheerfully like that, that's somebody who has traded their love for the stuff of this world for their faith in God. Someone who gives cheerfully like that is somebody who fundamentally gets that we can't take it with us and how we spend our dollars in this world makes a difference in the next. The bottom line is that this Believe campaign should be fun for us. It should be something that we do with a genuine sense of joy because we're giving a gift that has a greater purpose and meaning. So let me just be real upfront with you. If you feel like you don't want to give a gift because of where you're at, that's fine. Don't give a gift out of resentment. Don't give a gift out of obligation or pressure. Let me be the first one to let you off the hook and say, don't give. It's okay. There's no video cameras tracking who is giving and who's not. This should not be a chore or something that we come to resent. It should be something that we do because we want to do it. My wife and I have had a little bit of a head start on you, and we've been talking about it and praying about it over the last several weeks. And we've made a decision to give an amount that's above and beyond our tithe, and we're going to give in a significant way because we really believe this is going to have an impact on this church. And I can honestly tell you that we're more excited about our contribution to the Believe campaign than we are about buying anything else. I mean, another example would be is if you're in a situation where you and your husband or wife don't agree on an amount to give, Or maybe you're in a relationship where your husband or wife isn't a believer. And that's causing strife because you want to give and they don't. Or you want to give a certain amount and they don't. I would say then don't give. If it's going to cause strife in your marriage, don't do it. Or if you have a disagreement about the amount that you're going to give, then give the lesser amount. This is not about trying to squeeze money out of you or to cause any strife in your marriage. We really want this to be a positive, faith-growing experience. I mean, this should really be something that every time we write that check, we do it with a sense of joy. We don't ever want this to be something that is tainted with resentment or negativity. We always want it to be a joy-filled thing. 
So on November 24th, we will all come together in this room to bring our commitments before God. So over the next few weeks, you'll see in your program, there'll be commitments that'll be in the program. And you can take that home and talk about it with your husband or wife or your family or just pray about what amount you'd like to give so that by the time November 24th rolls around, you know and you're confident about what it is that you want to contribute and you feel good about that gift. That's not something that you resent, but it's something that you feel good about. And then on December 8th, we're going to have what we call First In Sunday. So because the bank is requiring us to have over $100,000 in cash at closing, that'll be the opportunity that we can to give our first contributions to the campaign so that we can use that to close on the new mortgage. And that's going to be something that's really important for those of us who can contribute up front to do that. I think that these two Sundays are going to be pretty spectacular and not because we're doing anything different in the service. Because to me, it's always incredible when you see people whose lives have been changed by God and they act in a moment of faith and they do something because something is stirring in their hearts that says, yeah, take a step of faith because of their love for God. God's love is so radical It makes us do crazy things like give your money away. When everybody else wants you to buy more and spend more, for you to give it to a church is completely, goes against our culture. But so does everything else that the Bible teaches us in terms of the way that we live out a Christian life that is meaningful and purpose-filled and has a mission and sense of purpose. I really believe that giving to this campaign is worthwhile because behind every dollar represents another life that has been changed by God. Many of you found God here at Westridge. Some of you have experienced a life change and a growth spiritually that you've never experienced before and you're amazed at what's going on in your life. Others of you are watching your own children grow up in the ways of God right here in the halls of this church. And so when you, when you look inside your heart and you ask yourself the question, is it worth it? I think you'll know or you won't. I think you know that this church is a place that's different. It's worth investing in because of the mission and the purpose that we have. I really believe that when you look into your heart, you know that this church is the real deal. There's no games here. And I think that the main reason why this place is worth investing in is because one thing will always remain true whether it's next Sunday or 15 years from now. And that is when people walk through the doors of this church for the first time, or the second time, or the third time, they will always be accepted here. This will be a safe place where people can come and no matter what their background is, no matter what they've gone through, no matter what they've done, this will be a place 
of second chances. Because Westridge is a place that exists to help people encounter, embrace, and embody the radical love of God.